Alright, hello everyone. Today is gonna be a very special video. I think Paolo, or like maybe some other people as well, made a list of like top 10 players of all time. Um, and because everyone likes the like, you know, these top 10s of basically anything, I thought that I would do one as well. I'm not gonna do top 10 of like, you know, all the players that there are because there are just like too many videos of that already. And I think it's kind of bo boring. What I'm gonna do instead is that I'm gonna do Top 7, I chose 7 because, uh, I'm just gonna say later, uh, top 7 of Czech players because I'm Czech and you know, Czech people are actually doing really well uh, in MPL and Rivals right now, we have a lot of players there and you know, given how many people people we have, we have only 10 million people in my country, uh, we've been always kind of strong in Magic, there are like a couple of reasons for that. Uh, well, I think I, I think there are actually two reasons for that. One, one reason is that there is Martin Yuza. So we like, you know, growing up, we have this like role player of someone who just like, you know, go to all these places, uh, is famous and is like winning and stuff. So that helps a lot. I think if he didn't exist, a lot of people, including probably myself, would maybe try as hard. Uh, and the second reason is that the average salary in Czech is actually really low. So like if you can become a pro, like a platinum pro or something, uh, or get like a sponsorship from abroad, the money is actually like pretty good. You know, it's not like insane or anything, but you, you get to travel to a lot of places that you wouldn't be able to travel to uh, under normal circumstances. And you can, you can get paid like pretty well for just like doing something that you love which I think is pretty good. Like if you live in like States or Japan, you know, you probably even, even if you're like a pro, you have to work unless you're like, you know, maybe like re really one of the best. But you know, in Czech, if you, you know, like spike a GP or something, you can like very easily live off of it for like some couple of months or something. So I think uh, there is like a higher incentive for us to maybe try uh, and, you know, do well. Uh, the reason why I'm gonna make top seven, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain. So like there are like a lot of people, like might even be uh, better than some people on this list. Um, not necessarily, but like you know, th there are just like a lot of people that come into my mind uh, that could potentially be on the list. Um, but today I'm just going going to talk about like pros. Um, you know, people who have been able to achieve like a pro status for several years. There is like a lot of people who like top a GP or maybe even top a pro tour or even like became a pro player for like one year. Like for example, we have like Arnos Gidek. Uh You probably don't know him, but he like top a BT back in the day. I think he became pro for like one year or two. Or there's like Michal Hepke who was uh, second at the pro tour. But they like never really... Um, like I just don't think that they're like on a on a, on a actual pro level, right? You know what I mean? Like they just like spike the tournament, and with the the way the the magic system works is that they just like were able to get so many points from that that they just like stayed on a tour for like one year or two. But I don't necessarily think that those people were ever on like the actual like had had a skill of an actual professional player so i'm just not really going to talk about them there is there are also like couple people that i think might be on that level but like you know people who are watching this would just like have no idea who they are because they never really spiked anything so i'm not really going to talk, talk about them either i'm just going to focus on people that you like 
I consider to be actual pros and also you might know so also like you know all of this is just like my subjective opinion so if you don't like anything or you just don't uh, you, you should you think that someone should be on the list or that the order is wrong or whatever well I mean that sucks for you like you know I, I, I get to decide it's my video so let's get into it number one this is gonna surprise a lot of people I actually have Stanislav Tsivka uh, and not Martin Yuza which I think that you know most people would like just assume that Martin is first and if you look at the stats that's obviously true uh, you know uh, but you have to like I'm not I'm, this video isn't about like necessarily persistence or stats or anything like that it's just about who I think is better obviously that's hard to uh, judge because like you know obviously even though I think that Stan is a lot better than me if Stan didn't play Magic at all for like half a year and I, I would play 10 hours a day I would obviously be better because Magic is so contextual so like obviously there are times when like one player is better than the other or whatever but I just think that overall Stan is the best like he, he, he he's able to just like sit in front of a computer for like 12 hours a day and just like figure out everything he understands the, the game super well and he's like building all these great decks so even though he doesn't actually have that many great results I think he has like three uh, like they call it top finishes right now and three GP top eights he also like because of him people like Andre Strasky or like Jack J well in Czech we call him Jakub Todd, Jacob Todd that's in Rivals right now or even like Ivan Floch but maybe not have as many good results as they have because he just like you know gave them a good deck and like a good cyborg guide and stuff like that um, and I just think he's like insanely good like he understands the game on a level that I don't think that anyone else on the on this list is able to understand it like a lot of the time like he just makes some like completely ridiculous thing or like a ridiculous pick and like no no one is able to understand it right like on the first glance that's just like super wrong but then you, then you like talk talk to him about it and you know he like tells you well I'm really like sure about it but he tells you like reasons why he did it and it doesn't really matter in the end whether the decision was right or wrong but he just like was able to like see reasons or like stuff that no one else was able to see uh, also the reasons why he doesn't have uh, so so many good results is that he wasn't actually an active pro for that long of a time he was focusing on other things like like poker hearthstone chess streaming and stuff like that and he was also super successful at all of these things um, so yeah, I just, I, just, I, just, I just think that all things considered, he, he is the best. Like, even right right now he's in Rivals, I think he's on the top and, you know, he, he's working, he's probably not, not playing Magic full-time right now, but if I, from the Czech people, if I have to had to choose one person that I want to play against the least, it would be Stan, so that says a lot. Uh, coming up on the second place, I already uh, mentioned it a little bit, it's Martin Yuza. Um, you know, hard to argue. I think he has like uh, 32 GP top with five wins. I, that might even be the most GP top out of all of the people. Maybe Shuhei or like Rough Lady or someone uh, is close, but he's definitely up there. Um, Martin, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of tough to like judge on how good Martin is because a lot of the time he doesn't really want to put in the work and he doesn't prepare as much and he's also like not that great with like these um, I don't necessarily want to say that he doesn't understand them or whatever but like when you play a midrange or control deck 
There are just like these small nuances or things that he often like doesn't really want to think about or he just like doesn't do them well, which makes me think that maybe he like isn't that good, but he has all these insane results and you know, I, I just think his biggest strength is obviously limited and playing aggro decks. Like, I played some team tournaments with him and when you like talk to him about what card you should play or sideboard or whatever, he just like instantly knows and like, you know, if I played a set for like 8 hours a day for like 2 months, maybe I would be able to get to that point where I would be like, oh yeah, because of this and this, this makes sense to take or you should, you should play this. But all, all of these things are just like obvious to him, like it's just insane to me that he just like gets it, he just gets magic, like I, like, I don't know. He's also an insane drafter, he, he always drafts aggro, so sometimes there is uh, I mean, not, 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 not always, but he has a huge preference for aggro. And sometimes there's a set where aggro isn't that good and then he, then he maybe doesn't, doesn't do as well. But I don't know, like, I, I never met anyone that, like, I tested with a lot of people, like, I tested with, uh, like, the, like, the, well, it, it was, I don't even know what was the name of the team, but it was, like, Paolo, you know, Sigi, and this kind of team, I tested with Brad, I tested with the Japanese people, I tested with, like, MTG Mincard, I, I, besides Pantheon, I tested with almost everyone, and none of those people were as good at drafting aggro as Martinez. He's just like so good, and he knows exactly what what cards you like should have in the deck and which you should take. Uh, and I think that's just like very underestimated and underrated. Like you maybe watch him play, and you're like, well, he doesn't do anything special. He just like plays all these cards and kill, kills his opponents. You know, that's like super easy. But he just wouldn't be able to get the deck that he did. So. Uh, also, it's just hard to argue with the results. Even at the Pro Tour level, he currently has like four Pro Tour topets or something, so he's definitely, you know, probably one of the best players. You know, he, he, I think he has his uh, weaknesses, but overall he's obviously very good. So on the, on the third place, uh, this is gonna, you know, hurt, but I, uh, <laughs> on the third place we have Andre, well in Czech we call it Andrei Strasky, in English it's Andrei Strasky or whatever you want to say. Um, you know, at, at, at the beginning, uh, I wasn't convinced that Andre was so good because he's just like not as good at technical play, which is something that, you know, it's like one of my strengths. So I obviously like saw all these like small mistakes that he does and I was like, oh, he, he might not be that good. Uh, I'm not making these mistakes, right? But when it comes down to magic, it's like not usually not about these like small mistakes. Like obvi obviously when you watch like someone play and they do something that's like obviously wrong, that's like easy to spot, you're like, oh, he made a mistake, right? Because like, it's just obvious that he shouldn't lose that one life or something like that, right? But the impact of that mistake on the game is actually not like that high, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is like knowing what's important, which cards you should be play playing around, like you know, knowing your overall game plan, just like understanding what's important and stuff like that. And you know, when you watch someone play, uh, you, you usually don't think about it that much because you're not in the match yourself, right? So like when you when the, when the guy has the decision between playing a Tarmogoyf or Dark Confidant, no matter which one of those two he plays, you just like assume that he's like kind of right and you don't really think about it that much, right? But like one of them was wrong. But when you, if, if you were sitting there, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't know necessarily which one is right to play and you would maybe make a mistake, right? And Andre is just like, I don't know how, but he's just like really good at like understanding these, he just gets magic, like, 
he just knows which intuitively he just knows which card is better to play what's like important what which cards are like good like when a new set comes out it's often not obvious to me which cards are good immediately but he just like kind of knows um but he's uh, you know obviously he can like make like so stupid mistakes and stuff like that so you know sometimes he can throw, throw away a game or something but i think overall He's really good and he's like still really young so if he like keeps trying he will he might become the best like i i, I think he has the most talent out of, out of these people so in the fourth place i actually think it's super close with me but um <laughs> i just know that i would like uh get so much hate if i put myself over lucas that i'm just putting lucas uh above myself so in the fourth place we have lucas blohan um Obviously, you know, if you, if you were following Competitive Magic like a couple of years back, you know Lucas, he won, he won one on Pro Tour, I think he won two GPs as well. And yeah, like, Lucas is not really playing anymore, maybe he's like playing Arena or like, you know, Commander for fun here and there, but he's not like trying to win anymore. But Lucas's biggest strength is that he just like played all the fucking time. So his strength is that he just like chose a deck and he mastered it. He like knew exactly how to board against every deck. He just had plan for everything. And his technical play is like I think the best on the list. Like you know, so we're talking about like maybe maybe Stan or Andre doing like these stupid mistakes here and there. Lucas never made them. Uh, the, the problem with Lucas is that you know I don't I don't want to be mean or anything, but his like intuitive like the talent understanding of the game isn't as high. So. As I was saying before, he might not necessarily know which card is better to take during the draft because he just doesn't necessarily like intuitively get it. But he's super good at like just grinding things out and learning everything and just like not making any stupid mistakes. Like Lucas is never gonna miss that, that you know, it's better to play the land first and tap like these lands to like present something or just like he's not gonna miss the damage. He's not gonna forget to activate his flames locker. Like these things just doesn't happen to Lucas. He's really good at just like his A game. It might be the best on the list. It's just that he can get only to a certain point. And you know, if Andre plays really well, Stan, he he's just gonna play better because they just like they, 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 their their bar is higher. But obviously, Lucas is still uh, really good, and he deserves a place on this list. So in the fifth place, uh, we have myself. Um, I'm actually thinking I'm very similar to Lucas. I don't, I don't, I don't get intuitively magic as much, but I, I can. I'm able to grind infinite because I just really like to play magic. Um, and I actually think I have a really good memory as well. So if I have enough time to practice and just like learn all, all, all the patterns and just like you know get over the non-intuitive things, I can be like really, really good. But the problem with that is that, you know, for example, back in the day, the Pro Tour was two weeks after the new set was released. So like you play with new cards, new interactions and stuff. And like two weeks just wasn't enough for me to get enough reps in. And I was just like kind of playing badly. Like it's just not intuitive to me that, you know, this archetype in this draft format is just better. And because of that, you should be like forcing this color. Or like I just, I just need more time. But I was able, I, I, I was able to do really well in the in the Grand Prix scene. I, I won four GPs, and I think the reason for that was that if I have enough time and the meta game is kind of stable, and I you know have like a month to just master certain deck, 
uh, might be even the best player at the GP because I just like I just gonna sit, play everything, know everything, like you know, I'm just the, I'm just not gonna make that many mistakes. Like I don't know what to say, but but obviously that's not like enough to succeed at the highest level. You you usually have to. Um, you know, be able to get to that level in like a shorter period of time and everyone is practicing for these pro tour level events whereas at GPs people maybe not care as much. Obviously as I'm getting older my understanding of magic is like improving so maybe eventually I will be able to get to that point but I think that is the reason why I didn't do as well at the pro tours. I have like two top 16s but no top 8s so uh, there's that. Um, sixth place, we're getting to a point where you might not know these people. The sixth place I have Lucas in English we would say Jacklowski. Uh he's not really playing anymore, he has like a top 8 at Worlds and like 3 GP top 8 or something, but he was like a limited master, I, I don't think I ever beated him uh, in limited, his problem was that he just didn't want to play, he just didn't want to practice, especially if it wasn't fun for him, and he just like loved drafting so much that he wasn't playing constructed at all. And obviously you cannot really win a pro tour if you don't like practice enough, it's just not really possible. But his like understanding of the game and the way he drafted and like played limited in general was like insane. He even was really good at like bluffing and stuff like that. He, he, he taught me a lot of like tips and tricks, like for example, uh, you have two remaining cards in your hand, they're just like, you know, and they're just like both lands. And you're like flooding so much already and you just like put both cards uh, on the table and you like look at one you put it back uh, and you put the other one as a land so the way you did it it seems like the first card isn't a land right because you you just like have both of those cards on the table and you like look 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 at the first one and like if it was a land it wouldn't really matter you would just put it into play but it would just put it back and you put and you make the the, the, the second one as a land drop so that kind of you know might indicate that the, 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 the other card isn't aligned because otherwise it would just play it, it wouldn't matter, right? And a lot of stuff like that, he like tricked me many times, like he, he, he beat me in games that I just like... I don't think that anyone else would beat me in those games because he just like kind of tricked me into thinking that he has something. Um, I'm not sure if he was able to do these things at a professional level as well because obviously, you know, we were like kind of friends and hanging out so he could just like trash talk and like you know, make me think that he has certain stuff, but maybe he wasn't able to like, you know, pull these things off against like unknown op opponents or whatever, but I just think he deserves the, the place on the list. So the seventh person, you'll probably know, and a lot of people were surprised that I chose this one because, you know, for example, we have J Jacob T Todd, who's currently in Rivals, there is like Petr Nahodil, who won three Czech Nationals, uh, Dominic Prošek played many GPs, Martin Hritze, uh, PTs, Martin Hritze as well, Jan Xander has a pro tour top 8, Arnold has a pro tour top 8, or, or Andre Baudish was kind of a pro back in the day, we even have a world champion in uh, Jakob Schlemmer back in, the, back in the day, but I just don't really think that any of these people are necessarily on like the actual professional player level, but this person I think he is. So the, per the seventh person that I chose is Adam Koska actually, many people might get surprised, but I think he played like 9 or 10 Pro Tours and he has like 2 top 16s and I just think that he's really good and he understands the game really well, He never, but, but he never really like tried. Like he probably played a lot like otherwise he wouldn't be able to get as good but I don't think he ever really like 
went all in or like you know magic wasn't like really something that he wanted to succeed at but even now like when you go to ptq he's like always in the top eight and like he just understands like e e even when i was like a platinum level bro a lot of the times i was like adam you made a mistake and he like explained to me why um why that wasn't the case and i was like oh you know he just understands the game really well he has pretty good results and yeah i just think that he is or was at a, at a at a level of a professional even if he doesn't didn't necessarily had the points that you needed because he just didn't maybe play enough events or whatever um that's gonna be all for this uh, video if you like it please click on the like and subscribe button let me know what you think uh and yeah just keep in mind that you know i'm from czech so i was like hanging out with all of these people since i was a kid so i think you know i have a pretty good understanding of how good they are but obviously it's just my subjective opinion like i don't really know 100 percent so you know don't judge me for 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 my list and see you uh, see you next time bye